I'd imagine how quick would our both outfield have been in May this year. Absolutely rapido. Hoggy might even get a boundary. Parker <laughs> might be able to get maybe a couple of fours away, mate. <laughs> In your cupboard, mate. I'm in the playroom. <laughs> just, just, just me and the hamster. <laughs> you chewing Lego? All, all other rooms in my house are through ways to other rooms, so this would be the best way to uh, avoid any interruptions. What's the hamster called? Tam, Tam Junior. The hamster is bizarrely called Bibbles. Don't ask me why and what not. What time's bedtime in the Drummo household? Well, it used to be it used to be quite strict. Uh, the old uh, eight o'clock eight o'clock kickoff. By the time they got bedded, it was a bit bloody nine o'clock. But now they're nine o'clock. But they're not too bad now. Lockdown's been quite quite good for them. Just buggering off to bed. So, <laughs> what have you been doing with yourself in lockdown? You've been still pretty busy, Peter. Full full steam ahead. I've been able to. Well, I've been doing. Uh, I've been working doing emergencies. So you get get a couple uh, of days, and uh, we we actually went back full squad last Monday, which is maybe a, maybe a touch early. But we've got we've got plenty of outside work and empty houses and things like that. Absolutely yeah. hammering pensioners with your call out charge, PI. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> pensioners are pensioners are what keep us going out in the sticks. I'm afraid so. Well. Anyway, welcome to the show. Anyway, Pete, it's good to have you on. It's uh, it's a shame we've only managed to get the fourth best cricket and Drummond on the show. Obviously, behind Dad, Pete <laughs> Senior, Sister Annette, and of course your brother uh, Ross. So it is good to have number four on. But uh, anyway, let's go on to matters cricket, mate. Um, Covid spanner in the works regarding uh, Miguel going to the full national leagues. How's uh, What's your thoughts on that? Very much. Uh, incredibly disappointing, it must be said. Um, we're in quite a good place. Had uh, Raju coming back again, pro-wise. Had an amateur coming over as well, a young Aussie guy, and had signed up the two Rashid brothers from the high school. So we were had been training really well in the winter as well. Um, lot, lots of good commitment from the boys, as you would expect, I suppose. And just really, really looking forward to it. So... An absolute nightmare to be to be brutally honest on that front. So, ah, it's a shame that you boys would have been looking forward to getting up there. Like, where, where have you been training in the winter? Through at fourths on the on the Astro in the dome. Everywhere we've been <laughs> in, we've been in the forest. We've been in Perth uh, at North Inch. We've been we've even had a couple of times at Mayfield, um, oh, which is which is good. They've all got various various pluses and minuses. Uh, between them, but just whatever worked, sort of time-wise, and depending on what we were doing as well. Our guys are kind of not too bad, but we've got guys in Dundee, guys in Perth, guys in Edinburgh as well eh, from the squad. So just depending on Dundee and Perth are probably more central than Meagle, to be fair. The Meagle domes, Meagle domes, not yet. Sorry, what are you saying, Pete? I said the Meagle domes not quite constructed yet. <laughs> 
When's that getting put up? Uh, once, once I get get uh, Teddy Walker signed up, <laughs> transfer. There you go. As, <laughs> Apparently he's in the bad books at Force, uh, Peter. There could be an opportunity there to try and sway him and get him over the road. No, no comment. <laughs> just, just open a cans in Meagle and he'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> what about obviously? Um, we know you're, uh, you have your own kind of plumbing business, but how's how's COVID affected that? Have you had boys on furlough or? Yeah, well, we've we've, we've just followed all the guys. To be fair, at the start. And it's just been uh, me and Woman effectively, him in the office fielding calls and then just sticking me out and doing emergencies, keeping um, keeping them going, customers and that, where, where and when, just emergencies. And we've, as I was saying, we've just, just started back, uh, bringing the guys back now. So hopefully there's enough outside work and empty houses to keep us going for a wee bit. And then once the sites get up and running again, hopefully soon we'll get into the flow of it. You managed to track down Dean Fern yet? <laughs> you know, I've, I've been in touch. I've, I've spoken to Dino a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing all right. Hopefully, well, he's obviously in the oil sector now, so hopefully he can he can hang up, hang on to his job. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was still with you. Sorry, I completely. No, 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 no. He he um, he left last year, so uh, got a job, kind of onshore, offshore side of things. So I think he's okay at the moment. So hopefully, hopefully he can keep keep in there. You'll be Aye. glad to know that he's not driving one of your vans anymore, I'm Pete, surely. <laughs> surely not. All that, all that steam coming out the windows. <laughs> I know, obviously, we spoke about uh, Meagle um, being affected, unfortunately, by COVID, but what about yourself, Pete? Are you actually are you missing cricket? So I know a few of the boys I've spoken to, it's kind of showing them how much they missed the game and they were kind of looking forward to getting back in, involved. Yeah, well, personally, t- to be fair, um, I would say probably a couple of years ago, just about, I was all set for Canon. To be honest, uh, we had quite a few, uh, sorry, we do have a few young lads coming through and there was a, there was a few other young lads keen on joining us and joined us for a wee while and I was like, that's fine got enough bodies, that's great. Kind of rebuild um, from the bottom up sort of thing, where we were. And then, I would say, last year kind of took us by surprise a wee bit, I'll be brutally honest, from how well we did do. Uh, I, it, was, it, was, it was very similar to 2014, to be fair. Just kind of, we'd won a couple of games and then we've won four games, then we've won five games and once, you know what I mean? And it just kept going, just snowballed from there. So, um really enjoying it and then once you you know what I mean once you've got a when you get to my age once you've got something to aim for you know what I mean it does certainly help you training in the winter and having having something to aim for and a big prize at the end but not to be this year I'm afraid How's, uh, how's Victory Park looking at me? Have you been able to have a wee look? Is it yeah, yeah, the guys so, cutting things? Well the groundsman ironically is uh, Big Mitch I don't know if you know him uh, he, he's a he's a slater so he works for us so he's been furloughed, um, but he, so he's been down a couple of times a week, keeping it uh, keeping it looking good. And obviously with the weather being fantastic, it does look looks looks as good as it's ever looked. To be fair, typically, absolutely. That's just so typical, like Scotland cricket, isn't it? The best oh, summer we've or early summer we've had, and not a ball has been bowled. 
Mental. Uh, good. Although we should point out good news for you because obviously Aberdeen FC are, are undefeated in uh, undefeated the in three months. Which is brilliant. McInnes, give him another five-year deal. Are you wanting rid of him or are you happy with McInnes? Um, um, I don't like the brand of football very much. To be fair, recently it's not it's not great to watch. There's just not much signs of progress, and it sounds like you know what it's like. Everybody will. Point fingers, oh, what do you want? What do you want? Do you want to be winning this? Do you want to be winning that? But just his language for a wee bit was a wee bit more, he was kind of accepting second place, accepting third place, you know what I mean? And then when you, ironically, during lockdown, if you watch a bit of old footage and that, you know, like even the language that came out way back when in the days, it was totally different. So it was maybe a different mindset from the from the top down, you know? But I think, I think Cormac coming in looks like he's, he seems to have a, a bit of go about him, a bit of ambition, shall we say, you know, but I mean, oh, Stuart Mullen wasn't, wasn't he the most uh, enthusiastic of guys on on film and that, when you'd hear him speaking and that, but um, Cormac seems to have a bit of go about him, so hopefully, hopefully that'll maybe, maybe inspire it to, to greater things. You'll be getting you on board as an investor, Pete, surely? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I see that happening? What do you think? Do you think Aberdeen realistically need to move out to kind of West Hill as opposed to Pitaudry, or would you prefer him to stay put and in the city? Just to be fair, I mean, they'd probably be as well building a new stadium. The amount it would take them, well, just let Pitaudry go to the absolute dogs. You know what I mean? It's it's absolutely terrible. The, the worst place to be is in the new stand, the, the Richard Dawson, because then you can see the rest of it and see how. <laughs> terrible it looks you know what I mean just these things that are just absolutely mental like there's no there's no scoreboard there's no electronic scoreboard in the ground in the 21st century even we've got an electronic scoreboard now <laughs> you know what I mean it's absolutely just that's, that's just a sign of the kind of lack of I, I know you're obviously not going to invest to, if, you, if, if the stadium's in the pipeline which it's been for a few years but it's just you know, I mean, you've got got to do something to keep your current fans happy and and try and try and inspire a bit of the younger generation round about, eh? So there's mm-hmm. a bit been a bit of lack of that. Do you get up the road to see many games? Not as much as I probably should. To be fair, it used to be great. I used to go to more away games because used to have Dundee United, St Johnston. That was that was six games a season. Now, now I've got the girls. It's um, a bit. A bit harder. Definitely a, an advocate for summer football. They're not not big fans of sitting in the freezing cold at Aberdeen. It must be said. That is a, that is a tough spell. Exactly. So uh, I've been quite fortunate with the games I've taken them to. I've I've picked and chosen wisely. It must be said. So they've, they've had some reasonable experiences so far. But yeah, no, I don't I don't um, get to get to too many many as I should, I suppose. But like you guys, you guys would be along at Celtic all the time, eh? Sorry, Forfarman Broth. Sorry. Forfarman Broth, Pete. Sorry, the big teams. Have you seen what happened <laughs> to Gayfield last week? Ah, so believe. Been there, will be raging. The Forfar fans getting their. The <laughs> big, big Norman was down. <laughs> Liam drawn a self portrait on the centre circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's modern art, mate. That's what that was. Imagine, imagine Booner's face when he saw that. Oh, about it. He would be, he would be raging. 
To be fair, did you had you seen some of the aerials of Gayfield? It was looking brilliant. You've been yeah, doing no, some it does, fancy it does cutting. A, it does a great job, to be fair, along there. Probably yeah. when he should be on the cricket pitch right now. That's what you say. Let's not get started on that, Pete. <laughs> That's the subject. That's what you say. <laughs> nah, it's not at all. I'd imagine how quick would our both outfield have been in May this year. Absolutely rapido. Hoggy might even get a boundary. Parker, <laughs> you might be able to get maybe a couple of fours away, mate. <laughs> That's, oh, I would have been playing against you probably, so I might, I might have done. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay, very good, very good. Um, <laughs> Pete, we're going to crack on with some power play questions. I don't know if you've seen, uh, oh, sorry, you'll not seen any, but if you've listened to any of the podcasts, we rattle off some basically coin toss questions. So we'll right. crack on, I'll give you, I'll, I'll start us off. So, red ball or white ball? White ball. Shower with the boys or a Dundee shower? <laughs> uh, shower with the boys. Showers at Meagle? Peter, all right, aren't they? Showers at Meagle have probably improved vastly since you were last there, Liam, it must be said. Uh, you know, <laughs> the Srathi never got along this year, unfortunately, uh, last year, sorry, unfortunately. Wow. So, so yes, yes. The, the, plumbing, the plumbing's the best bit about it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Fair must not have made those uh, put the fixings on that show. <laughs> Dean might have been involved in, in some point. Tam Milne or Sid? Oh, nah, that's an easy one. Sid. Uh, <laughs> when, I was, when I was captain at first, Sid's, Sid was my scorer. And uh, it was kind of the advent of your team sheets and all that jazz, you know what I mean? So Sid took care of all that, which was an absolute blessing. Tam was a Bit trickier to handle. <laughs> yeah, I could. Sid, Sid doesn't wear short shorts either. Thankfully, <laughs> not yes. that I know. <laughs> Should point out to our uh, viewers, uh, Sid is Ryan Milne, who is uh, now now an umpire, I suppose. But uh, yeah, was a scorer at Force back in the day. Was he? Did you get him on board? Did you? Get no, him no, no. He was, a, he was a junior. He was a, a junior player at Force. Um, and uh, well, I don't know. They were just you were just presented to me. This is this is going to be the score. Happy days. And uh, oh no, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. He was he was very good at what he did. To be fair, it's the hardest thing. So I think we were finding hard to hard to track down for for Miguel, You know what I mean? It's one of your requirements, like losing points and things like that. Um, but we've got a guy, a former player actually from a wee while back, keen to get involved. His kids are grown up a wee bit as well now. So. Um, so hopefully he was going to going to be the man. Is that right? You get deducted points for not having a scorer nowadays. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think you get your first one free, and then I don't think it's nowadays to be fair. But I think it's been in in uh, in the system for a wee while. Yeah, and at the top league, anyway, in the top league. Yeah, yeah. Never knew that. All right, aisle seat or window seat, Pete? Oh, um, aisle seat. Dean Firm with a bat or Dean Firm with a wrench. <laughs> Um, there's no real, there's no right or wrong one to that. Um, I would say a wrench. I'd say a wrench. <laughs> a ten pointer in the Kinlock Arms, or a ten pointer at Ted Shed. I wouldn't remember either of them after ten pints to be put the last. So you could go either or. Half out middle producers just uh, just appeared on my lap. Maisie. <laughs> It's the cat. Hello, mate. 
Nah, don't say nah, no cats in this house. All right, all right. I see that pattern. It's not a ham turner. Who's that? He's only got one eye, Pete. She's a scrapper. All right, all right. It's vicious. Hardcore. Oh, she's just heard a dog barking outside. Power play questions have uh, hit a wall it's here. Better than the madness. Uh, so, uh, Rhino or Drummo? Ah, your brother. As a cricketer. Yeah. <laughs> Drinker. Right, right, uh, Rhino both times. To be fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Village Cup or Scottish Cup? That's the producer saying she agrees. Your brother, your brother, can he drink? <laughs> not that not that strong on that. Um, oh, as as a power play question, I would just go. I would go Scottish Cup. Fair, solid. Leg side stomping or scoring fifty. Leg side stomping every time. Love it every time. Smokies or Brideys? I'm a, a Brideys. I'm very partial to Brady. It must be it's said. In the, uh, first correct answer. Well done, bro. Any, any preferred baker, Pete? Uh, no, not too fast. Sadler's McLaren's easy, easy, easy. Stick to the classics. Spot on, <laughs> spot on, mate. I'll, uh, I'll go back to your leg side stumpings. I've heard that's a bit of a one of your kind of trademarks. Standing up, leg side stumpings. Uh, well, comes with the job, I suppose. But it'd have to be standing up to Quino all those years, eh? Hi. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's uh, just part of the job. It is, it is definitely the most, I don't know, does give you the most pleasure, weirdly, don't know why. Um, I suppose it is, is a bit of a difficult skill and um, when you pull it off, it's it's particularly pleasing. Because you know how the batter, must, the batter must feel terrible when you get leg side stumping in. Yeah, see, as a batter as well, oh. I've never out-stumped, or if I am, I absolutely detest it. You know what I mean? It absolutely kills me when I get out of stuff. How did I get into keeping? Weirdly, yeah. um, I was a goalkeeper at football when I was when I was younger. Uh, my dad was a was a goalkeeper. Was a good goalkeeper, and uh, so I followed his footsteps. So I was a goalkeeper, and then got to about thirteen. Yeah, I think it was thirteen last year under thirteens, and then whoever was keeping above us moved up because he was too old, and uh, just decided to give it a go, and then. That was it. It was hooked. Yeah, in the in the game, every ball. Yeah, that's that's the, the good thing. That's what you what what you like it. What I liked about it initially. No, where did uh, where did your brother play? Football. Aye. He was in the middle, obviously. Was he? Aye, centre half. No, 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 no. Middle of the middle. God, he was a, was as you guys will know. He was a bit of a unit as a <laughs> as a younger guy, and um, but he was very. Very talented, very skillful. One of those annoying people, eh? Could uh, anything yeah. pick up a golf club, smack it down the middle, pick up a boy. Used to find the story when we were kids, used to be tennis courts down at Meagle, and uh, used to used to play just during Wimbledon, eh? Play all the time, all the kids come down and play. So we were playing in tennis in the morning, he'd give me a hiding right hand, went home at lunchtime on our bikes, he went over the handlebars, bang. Knackered his wrist, went into the hospital with my mum, and he'd, uh, he'd broke his wrist, came back out with his wrist in a sticky, and then beat his left handed. No way! 
<laughs> no, it's unreal. Come on, come on. So yeah, he was always the most, the more, most naturally talented. It must be said. Um, but fair play. I mean, you got got so far and then hit a bit of wall, but then he he worked worked damn hard to get get to very very got to in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. What was your uh, football team growing up, Pete? Who was the under thirteens and local football club you played for? Oh, I actually played thirteens at Crimeur. Um Our team, me and Gordy, went along there. Don't know why. I don't know. If Blair Blair Gordy had a didn't have a team at that age group or something like that. So. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, along along at Kerry for a year, and then bizarrely went and played. You're setting me up here, aren't you? I went, then went and played army football <laughs> for me for a year when I was 14, which was stupid. And then went and played under 15s with Blairy, and then back to back to Mego after that. So you short amateur football at 14, Pete. I in with the men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It must have been a tough school. There was, there was, there was something like there was no, there was no under fourteens. Kerry went, I don't know, uh, that team kind of disbanded or the manager left or something like that. And uh, yeah, so, so, just decided to join Hamis. Must have had to look after yourself a fair bit being a young lad, like yeah, dominate, yeah, dominate yeah. your box, take no nonsense. <laughs> I there was a was maybe just stuck out, uh, stuck out on the wing in those days at the road. <laughs> That brings us to our next uh, um, power play. Amateur football or mixed martial arts? <laughs> um, amateur football. Solid. Nick it and walk or Nick it and heed doon? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a walker. I'm old school. Oh. I like to see that. I like to see that. I like to see that. Hog, are you, are you a head downer? Depends who's bowling. <laughs> Depends what's happening. There's a... Um... <laughs> It just depends. I mean, the older you get, the more, certainly the more you realise what it's about. To be to be brutally honest, do you know what I mean? Aye. And especially at, to be Strathmore Union level and that as well. You know what I mean? Those guys have given up there more on the umpires. To be fair, on those guys as well. To be fair, what's your opinion on someone who stands his ground, Drummond, and you know he's hit it? What are you what are you doing? Nah, each to their own, but they'll hear about it. <laughs> I would say after once, maybe. Any that spring to mind? Any shockers over the years? Uh, well, you think he has smashed that and he's standing there? I can't try to think. There's probably not. Nothing that absolutely sticks out. I'm trying to think if I've given somebody. Fraser actually <laughs> done that. <Yes. laughs> With one off a man, Bill, at, uh, at first in a game. And I think he came in. First ball played in my second ball. I was standing up and it, you know, first deck was quite hard. And it was, to be fair, it was one of those, there was a kind of a lot going on, but he did nick it eh, to take it. And Fraser, he was a young guy and he was quite, uh, he, was, he was just so apologetic after he was like, no, 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 I didn't hit that beat, I hit that. And I said, no, Fraser, no, you did not. And uh, next ball, he nicked it off again. <laughs> I was given this time. <laughs> <laughs> you get too many shockers to walk I think I, I know there is, there is that but I don't know by the time the, the umpire has definitely got much better in my opinion what I did I suppose once you get up up the top level as well 
the umpires tend to be, I don't know, do tend to probably shoot you a wee bit more. I don't know, they tend to be more, try and get more involved in the game, if that makes any sense. Do you know what I mean? So tend, yeah. tend to be quite a few, quite a few givers. And then of, also as well, you've got the cricket's a bit more intense. So there's 11 guys going up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every time, whereas in, in the union and that's it's no usually like that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're playing Kinloch. <laughs> That's a Strathy Union gag there for you, Hoggy, if you didn't get it. <laughs> just, uh, just got a message through from Dean Fern. Do you want to start on Monday? Regarding build, building wants, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> right next power play, Edo. Andy Wallace. Or Craig Wallace? As what? Just a lad. As a lad. Probably Andy. Craig, Craig was a bit quiet. Um, yeah, in those days. In those days, he was, he was a silent assassin. Andy was a bit more, uh, he was a bit older, obviously, as well, so he had more dealings with him. Craig was just coming into the team um, when I left. I've obviously had a few, um, our paths have crossed socially a few times and, uh, since then and that as well. Both, both great lads. Um, but Andy probably have more more of a connection with, to be fair. Uh, an angry Gordon or an angry Annette? <laughs> angry Gordon I would take every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Rarely seen him angry, to be fair, to be brutally honest. Why is he not not even as a young youngster even the lose a plot? No, I used to bully him, man. <laughs> Believe that. Believe that. <laughs> No, no, he's always, even on the cricket field, on the football pitch, no, I've never, never really seen him lose the head of you, but okay, he's very, like, composed on the cricket pitch, like. Yeah, yeah. But Nettie's losing the plot with you, is she? What was that? Annette, yeah. My Annette. sister, she's losing the plot with you. Yeah, did you lose the plot and they bother? Absolutely. <laughs> Victory Park or Fort Hill? <laughs> um... To, to bat on, <laughs> we'll, we'll go for Fort Hill. Um, for the rest, I'll go for Victory Park. Solid. Running between the wickets with Umer Mohammed or running between the wickets with Stevie Wonder? <laughs> it wasn't so much the... No, yeah, yeah, I suppose the blindness, more, more the, the enthusiasm. Yeah, I don't think I ever got to do him. It was always me that ended up getting done by him. But yeah, he did do it. Oh, you wouldn't have been the first anyway. <laughs> he did an absolute cracker. His best one, I don't know, he's probably dealt that a few times. Was, uh, we were playing, must have been what's Onions? Is it what's Onions? Um, I think, uh, yeah. And anyway, Gordy was their captain. I was captain. Mum and dad along to watch. Great, big thing. Um, <laughs> Farm that's fine. So I think he must have been batting reasonably high up, or I was batting lower down anyway. Came in, wasn't he in long at all. And he's just knocked one. To, I thought he'd run it down to third man I'm at the non-strikers and he just went yes and I've come through and it was Adam Crossway who was fielding back on point who yeah. shifted a wee bit and <laughs> I, I, I still don't even know if it was me that was out I don't think we even crossed but it's the most confident sounding yes one I've ever heard in my life and I was like there he goes so that was it. run out zero thanks for coming <laughs> Yeah, what, what a man. 
He is wild between the wickets, to be fair. But I, I mean, I don't know how he could even keep up, up with him in those days. He was he was rapido as well. That's the thing. But yeah, and it's still it's rapid, enthusiastic. Um, pint sesh or blue wicked sesh? The wicked every time, fell. Do you get blue wickets in the Kinlock arm? Oh yes, occasionally. Get them all done, especially. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's become a little bit of a um, party piece gimmick, whatever you like to call it. Where did that come from, uh, Pete? Surely, did, did, where's Blue Wicked come well, from? I didn't really, bizarrely, I didn't, I didn't really drink when I was younger, as in I wasn't your usual teenage sort of boy getting there. I still blame Ryan Watson for getting me into drink, to be a bit honest. He came, he came over when I was, he was pro amigo when I was 17. And uh, so it was that started uh, of uh, getting into the social social aspect of it from there, and I just didn't like didn't like the taste of beer eh, very much at all. So I was a I was a young alcohol popper in those days as well. <laughs> so uh, what, so the full the full nine yards like Bacardi, Breezer, Smirnoff Ice, oh, all that stuff. Doing your reefs, all the lot. Oh, chap, oh, a reef that is old school. <laughs> very. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That uh, you mentioned there about Rhino coming over, uh, Pete. How did that move come around? Can you, do you do you know much about that and how how he ended up coming to Nigo? Yeah, well, it's, it's the Lane um, tie-in. Eh? So Rafi Lane, obviously ex Scotland and Nigo and Persia, his twin brother uh, Gavin went out to South Africa to play professional football. Well, semi-professional, maybe it was over there in those days in the sixties and stayed out there. So was, they were, uh, he was great at accessing South African professionals to come over. We had some absolutely gun pros, to be fair, in the day. Most, a lot of them came from that uh, King Edward school, um, which a few of Neil, Neil, Neil McKenzie um, came from, well, obviously didn't come to Meagle, but all those guys were in there as well, uh, Gravesath, um, and, and those guys were all at that school. So Ryan came over when he was... He, he was, I was 17, he was 19 uh, and really struggled early doors, did bizarrely. Um, and uh, but our growth, he then came in. I think he, he, he always said that. He said, I just went, I'm going for it today. And he ended up scoring about 140 or something like that. Our growth, and after that, just never looked back. Absolutely gunned it. Whereabouts did you keep him? Was he kept in the caravan? He was in the caravan. Uh, even, even the luxurious eight bertha it is at the moment. Yeah, it was a, a one bertha when he came over. <laughs> it was an absolute shit tip of a wee thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was sold on that. Oh well, exactly, exactly. I think to be fair, I think he stayed with Alf in his house for the first wee bit until it warmed up a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> until until he could get let loose. What about um? The next South African I was going to mention was the lad Paul Harris, who obviously went on to play quite a bit of Test cricket. Would, did he overlap with you, Peter? Would, were you yeah, well, no, he came two years after I left. Um, I was at Force when he came over. Um, I think the story goes that uh, there was a guy Nathan Palmer who ended up throwing or what the uh, Stonewood. He, he was he was to come over, and he is uh, Paul's cousin or something like that, and. I'm not sure if Paul was kind of taking a year out or something like that from serious cricket 
and decided to come over. Had had the luxurious eight birther by then, and uh, <laughs> the the two of them were two of them were in there in the caravan. Eh? Seemingly, to be fair, seemingly he didn't bow much spin because well, I, I was never played or seen it. You'd have probably played against them more. Uh, did you play against them then, Liam? A couple of times, I when I was young, so I would have been. Yeah, but that would have been what? What year would that? I think maybe o four, o three, o four, or o three, o three. But then, yeah, remember bowling it and one day and he smashed me. I think he got a hundred actually. He he bowled him up. I think I don't know. I don't think heard that story before, Liam. I don't think the keeper that followed me was up to much, and he was very impressed with the with the with the standard of of. I think the spinners well, don't the boys could lay a bat on it. Guys were just seeing them off, eh? So seemingly both seem up. Something like that. But yeah, better for they were fine. They had a really good pro, he's a Sebastian boy called East something. Was it East, or something East? East Springer. Aye, he was a good player as well. His name, yeah, yeah, he was very good. Him and uh what's his name? Bill Scotty. Bill Scott. Bill Scott, yeah, him and Bill Scott were they were like the prized wickets in the entire league. They were that good, like oh, yeah, big ones to get. I think he had a he had a pretty pretty outstanding season. As I said, I mean, the 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 line of those pros was was superb. Like you know what I mean. Kind of put obviously nowadays they, they don't really qualify as a professional to meet your criteria. Do you know what I mean? I've ah, got to have all the level twos and threes and stuff like that. Yeah, and you have to be a proper proper qualified player. We were speaking about this the other day, Liam. Eh? Like, yeah. what do you reckon, Pete? Oh, it might be a bit different at Meagle, but for like a young player coming through, sometimes it's better to like play and watch with someone brilliant than have someone who's good at putting cones out and they can like run a drill. Do you know what I mean? Like, see, coming through, you spoke about all the. I've had this conversation with um, Peeler a couple of times. He's he's very passionate about it being a gun pro, about wise, uh, and and backs it up with, you know what I mean, saying that he used to love watching. This guy do this, and, and this is what inspired us, and that, and it works both ways. And then you've got like a force who had drill for so many years yeah. and, brought, and brought through that wedge of wedge of guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, who were who were all good? So it can it can definitely work both ways. Right. Next question: Warm up football or warm up rugby? <laughs> uh, football. Rain card or early night? I, I, I never. Uh, well, I would say early night. Brutally honest, I'm not, I was never one to drink before the game. To be honest, I was uh, for the, for the majority. To be fair, blue wicket gives you a bit of heartburn the next day. It's pretty hard to play with a with heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, not very, not with the rain card very often at all. Honest, honestly, it's Saturday night go as big as you like, eh? But Friday, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Aye. Blair Gowrie pub crawl or a day session the ferry. More likely to come home in one piece from a day session the ferry, it must be said. Um, <laughs> but met, met my wife on a, on a, a what were we saying, day, uh, Bob Crawling, uh, where are going? So, uh, yeah, so definitely a day session the ferry. <laughs> <laughs> That's turned out an expensive night out in uh, Blair Gowdy. <laughs> no, it was a regular occurrence, to be fair, <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day, so uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely not what it was even, Blair Gowrie, to be fair. No. No. Any no, favourite waterholes up at Blair Gowrie that, uh, that you like going to be? Not anymore. No? <laughs> no, it's, it's not really, 
it's kind of died a wee bit, to be fair. Any of that, um, working man's pubs or that, they're not really, not really that. More, to be fair, it's it's, it's a bit because it's a bit quieter and that. There's only the one half nightclub kind of thing. You can only really go. Most most of them are concentrate on the food aspect too. Yeah, it's a shame all these folk drinking blue wickets kind of taking away that traditional <laughs> bar. Not keeping the economy going. Uh, how many uh, how many boozers in Blue Gowrie have Blue Wicked on draft? <laughs> very few. Very few, uh, I would imagine. Next question. Day at the berries or a day fixing toilets? <laughs> fixing toilets every time. I hated the berries. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> I think it was, it was more the fact that that was your summer holidays, in my opinion, eh? And if it was raining, you obviously didn't go to the berries. But if it was raining, you couldn't play cricket. So I used, I used to just hate it. I used, if it was a nice... Day that was you, you were hunted off to the berries, and I'd much rather have been playing cricket, you know what I mean? Me and my brother, or that, even just out in the back, is up at the park. Uh, a Dawn's win at Ibrox or a Dawn's win at Celtic Park? Yeah, Ibrox. It is a bit of a, an irrational dislike of the Rangers <laughs> for some reason. It comes through for most Aberdeen fans, but I suppose of my generation, it was more they were the two at the top till Celtic got their act together, you know what I mean? Aye. Yeah. Uh, night out with Quino or night out with Umir? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, like, Umir would probably be a bit more uh, bit more lively, surely. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You know, you'd probably rather run between the wickets with Quinn over. Very much so, very much so. No, not, I probably wouldn't, actually. Every time I've had one, I was, I've actually bottled two tons with him at the other end, unfortunately. Oh. Just just get too nervous seeing him at the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you had to face every single ball. Well, wanting to be pretty well. Knowing that, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Trying to go. Trying to go over mid on. Most, most times. Got it. What were you on at the time? Late 90s? In the 90s, yeah. yeah. To be fair, maybe maybe he wasn't. He was definitely at one of them. Um, I remember that. It was, a, it was a bit full of so time as well, eh? But you live and live. Aye. Not scored many hundreds either by then. Either. Or force as well. This might be wrong, but a Bill Scott 100 or a Dennis Christie Pfeiffer? You'd much rather watch a, watch a Scotty 100, it must be said. So, uh, <laughs> I picked up a few Pfeiffers in his time. Both proper meagle stalwarts there, Dennis Christie and Bill Scott. Uh, I suppose clubs kind of rely on players like that. But growing up, Bill Scott must have been a cracking batter to watch and uh, learn from. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Hero to be fair when you're, you're growing up. I was obviously a scorer for... Um, early early years, and uh, that's when he would be in his absolute prime. You know what I mean? Talking it everywhere, uh, great to watch, and then have the have the pleasure of bat at the other end of him, which to be fair was pretty pretty scary at times because he he just mushed it straight all the time. Eh? That's what he done. Absolutely, non strikers had no helmets in those days, and you're all pistols <laughs> half the time. Um, yeah, exactly. And then he well, he used to always think all those runs that he did score and having a bat on Meagle in the old uncovered pitches in those days is uh shows shows you how good he was. Did he ever play for Scotland? Yeah, I was gonna say, did he go uh, any representative stuff for you? No. I just because he's played at Meagle. Yeah, well yeah, no. There wasn't many from the union that get picked in those days anyway, you know what I mean? Maybe Big Berry when he came back down but they'd already know about him sort of thing. Um I don't know. There was there was a there was a bit of chat that he, the, the, I don't know. I don't even think there was really that many rep games in those days for him. You know, yeah. to be playing. So. 
And did he play? Was he a one club man, Pete? Or was it Meagher? Or did he have a stint at Perthshire? I, I think so. I'm, I'm not sure if he did play at Perthshire for a, for a bit. If he did, it was for no time at all. You know what I mean? No time at all. Yeah, proper. I, I think I played in a game early doors where he scored 100. Um, and I was actually saying this to Hoggy. I actually got him out the next year at Meagher. And uh, I still I can still remember like the importance of the wicket, if you know what I mean. It's like getting the pro out. Not that I got many wickets. You still talking about me, Liam? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sports fans. Uh right, moving on swiftly. Last question of the power plays, uh, Pete, you'll be you'll be pleased to know. So take the game for the MCC or streak through Meagle on a cold winter's <laughs> morning. Probably uh, there's a lot of chance of either happening, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the streak through. I don't think the MTC games are really, really up my up my street, to be fair. <laughs> Correct answer again. Quite a few. I was I'm old enough in, in my in the junior uh, days when you were playing young Scotland stuff and that. We used to play the games at Fettest, and uh, there were like can't even remember what it would be ninety over a day games and things like that. And you used to have to stop and you were getting fed with sandwiches and cakes <laughs> constantly. All day, the game just kept stopping. <laughs> Unbelievable! And these were like Scotland trial games, and Wayfarers games, and things like that. You know what I mean? Along at fest. Yeah. Those were. Um, we've wanted you to uh, obviously the reason we kind of got you on the show, uh, Pete, was to have a wee look over the last ten years and try and pick out a Strathmore Union eleven. Uh, obviously, you've. Uh, kind of went back to Meagle, your boyhood club, and we've kind of touched on it and built them up, but you'll have seen quite a bit of cricket over that 10-year period. What's uh, your opinion on the Strathmore Union and the kind of strength of it? Uh, I've been... It's hard to start. It was interesting looking through some of the stats and things like that for it to to see it, but it, it's kind of gone up and down. As I said, I think because teams in the Strathmore Union used to find, the, as you said, the pros weren't necessarily pro-pros, so they, they were like Good, good club players from abroad and that so every team would have them but now because we have immigration rules and things like that there's there's not that many um, guys have that so if they do have a pro he's either an absolute gun or to be fair the amateurs are, are really genuine amateurs you know they're really young lads um, just looking to make their way in the game so back in the day when I left like the pros would have been as you say like real real gun pros obviously when I left it would still have been um, I think it was probably down at 45 overs by then, or maybe 48 overs and 50 overs a bowler and all that, all that come down. But standard wise, there's 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 not too much. It's up and down, team to team. Some clubs uh, come through have have resurgences like Gordonians and things like that, where where they've been in been in bad places, they've come back, and then you've got clubs even like Strathmore, they've seen on the way down, and then glad to see on their way back up again, things like that. So. See, all oh, ten years. Ten years is a long time in cricket. When you when you look back over it, I can't believe some of the things that were ten years ago. To be fair, totally. Um, should mention as well the format of the of, of our eleven will will be the same pattern. So we've got no no overseas, and and obviously no no Scots caps. Um, so start us off at uh, at the top, Drummo. Who's uh, who's opening the band for you for eleven? I have started with an easy one, which is really helpful. It should be uh, my old partner in crime, Graham Gardner. Oh. Definitely, definitely. We've yep. um, got, I mean, obviously his weight of runs counts for itself. He also won the league, basically dragged that team with him in, in 2015, which is an amazing effort for 
can't remember many being many four all second teams winning that league anyway. And uh, I mean, you'd 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 have him opening the baton for you in most most higher level game, let alone let alone the Strathmore Union. And he's probably probably done it for long enough now, uh, playing for the twos anyway as well. You know, so he'd be up there bowling obviously as a bonus. You'd probably find him and look at him, just about everyone have picked bowls as well anyway. So got plenty bowling. That's what you'll find in it. You know what I mean. I have, uh, yeah, Howie's a, a standout uh, pick. I've noted as well, he won both the batting average and batting aggregate this year in the league, and he's 51. Did he win it this year? So, it's pretty impressive. I've also noted as well, he's got, uh, he's won for the last 10 years, Jim Spence's sister lookalike award as well, which is, <laughs> which is, for 10 years in a trot, that's fantastic. Frida must feel pretty hard done by you. Great. <laughs> Hoggy, did you did you pick an eleven, mate? And what, what's your format? Have you got Howie in as you're opening your batting? No, I've got I've I've got Howie there as well. Yeah, I've actually just uh, dug out that tweet that Potsy put up on the fourth Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And his uh, his stats are absolutely mental, man. Eight hundred and twenty-seven innings. He scored twenty-four thousand runs. <laughs> Twenty hundreds. Hundred and fifty-five fifties. It's absolutely mental. Uh, that's ridiculous. But, uh, nah, he's a serious player, Howie. Have you ever uh, witnessed Howie losing the plot in the team, Howie? I, I, um, Peter, here he's he does lose his temper now and then. Yeah, yeah, he could, he could, he could put a teapot on right enough, but um, be, would be mainly at fielders, mainly at fielders, and especially off his boat. He would throw some serious teapots. That would be it. Not, not obviously so much, um, but. I mean, a force man through and through. You talk about one club men with Bill Scott and things like that. You know what I mean? You'll not get a more. Aye. I think you only have to look down the down the, down the side of his left leg. No, a great guy, definite pick. Who's up to the band with Howie then, Pete? Me, I have gone with uh, Aman Aurora for Gordonians. Oh, I saw his name mentioned a lot in the stats. You're, you're probably a wee bit of disadvantage, Matt, because you might not have played against uh, these guys. And stats are, I would look through the stats as well. Some of them can be a bit misleading because, you know, the opposition can vary very much from week to week Aye. Uh, at that level. And, uh, no, Manorona's class could easily have played at a, a much higher level um, than that. Um, he, he's he's the one. Gordon has played pretty much without a pro, mainly in the last 10 years, and uh, he's, he's the guy you want to get. Um, good few tons, very street smart, can go up and down the gears as well. You know, what I mean, aye, um, yeah, one of the one of the standout. Uh, he, he's bad when you play Gordon's, you never know sometimes who's going to come out in the top eight. Number eight can be as good as number two, and um, but he's, he's best at best opening the batting, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'd firmly agree with you, I've got him in as well, I've got him in a little bit further down, but yeah. Even last season, 471 runs at just less than 40, which is good going, especially especially like you'll know, some of the decks can be outrageous early season especially. Hoggy, do you have anyone else that you would like to open the batting? Are you happy with that pairing? No, I'm not lying. I've not got an 11 written down. Um, I've just got. I've just taken notes from those stats you sent me, Liam. Yeah. A couple of players from each year. 2010. If I was picking a team from 2010, the one person who'd be opening a baton is uh, Michael Yellowies, right? Yeah. <laughs> because this is class. This is from. We've uh, got to thank Chiz for sending us through those stats yes. in the last ten years every year. 
Look, Michael Yellow, he scored at least three hundreds, right? But he scored one for three different teams. So he scored 133 for the fourth, second team. He scored 175 not out for Perth Northern. And he hit 146 for Glendelvin in like three different leagues. Jeez, oh. All in the same year, 2010. And it's, it's definitely um, Michael. It's not another um, yellow leagues. It, it might be his dad. I don't know, Pete. Do you remember his dad? He used to play for... He was a keeper as well and he was mouthy. Do not remember his dad? He used to play at Bredalbin. Uh, I don't remember his, his dad. Uh, is, it, is it Robin Yellies? I recognise the name anyway. I think he moved down to Edinburgh. But ah, okay. uh, Mike Yellies actually played for us two, last year, two years ago, as, as um, brother-in-law. Everyone, man. Yeah, his brother-in-law is uh, Gordon Lamb. Ah. He's played for us the last couple of years. Well, I mean, so he got him along, but he's a... Uh, He's a he's a long term sell mighty boy. I think he's 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 a musician and that, isn't he? So he's here, there, and everywhere. Ah, he is. I spent a bit of time with him in Australia back in the day. Ah, talented boy, I thought. Talented, talented cricketer. Aye, yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, Doc. Um, I'll give you my number three, Pete. I don't know if you'll have him written down on your sheet, but it's a guy I've mm-hmm. played with and trained with actually, and it's one of the lads from Manifield. I've got Grant Jameson in there as a batter. I don't know if he's on your list. Grant Jameson at number two. Yeah, yeah, I'd have, I'd have Jameson on the team. He, to be fair, he actually probably done us a bit more damage opening the batting, coming out, especially at Manifield, and he just comes and just pings everything back over your head. Hits it really, really clean. Uh, I don't know too much about him before I, before I played back. Was he at Stonywood or something as a junior, or he's flitted between the two of them? And uh, But yeah, definitely a guy. I, I mean, a, a good crack after the game, chap. I'm like Don's man, obviously, as well. And uh, he, I don't know, he had a wee bit, a wee, wee while in the first team, and I think he just decided wasn't it quite for him, and uh, just enjoys playing in the twos, and yeah, he's but he he just hits it Pro- proper cricket shots as well, you know what I mean? No, no slogging, just a real, a real good, real talented player. I had him in about five, yeah. Aye. Yeah, I yeah, that's why you you'll know you'll know Jamo quite well as well, Hoggy. What's your thoughts? Ah, yeah, I think he's a good player. He always looks really good, doesn't he? And he's uh, he's. <clears throat> I don't know why he's just at Aberdeenshire they, they had that like separation didn't they between the ones and the twos like he definitely could have played in the ones but I think he decided that he wanted to play in the twos probably found that with a lot of another good player for Aberdeenshire who mainly played for Manifield was um, Will Will Anderson Bash, Bash he always yeah. looked like a yeah. good player but he always um, and he, he thought he, he ever he came in the ones every now and then but he was mainly played in the twos I think he, he scored a lot of runs and he used to he used to bowl well as well didn't he he's a handy he's a good cricketer like yeah. Well, it can be a strange team. They can all bat, they can all bowl, and some you'll play them one week, and three guys that have taken three wickets against you in the previous game will not bowl. Just quite, quite random. You know what I mean? Uh, it's really difficult trying to trying to appease everyone if you've got that many players at that level. But that's that's probably what they've toiled with in the last few years is just becoming that sort of consistency. Do you want my number three, Liam? Aye, go go for it. But Pete, who would you have in there? I would have my number three would be Liam Ferguson, who was at Huntley. Ah, from Huntley and Dice, I suppose. I mean, he's, he went to Dice last year, I think. Um, they brought him back, and uh, I think he was he was in and out. Uh, he, he stopped playing for a couple of years. Um, well, Huntley obviously sort of stopped playing in the Strathmore Union for a couple of years, so he he was away. Um, but probably the most talented, one of the most talented eighteen-year-olds I've seen in the Union, anyway. Um, my my farmer, you you remember have seen him. We had, we had an Aussie pro 2014, 15 and sixteen. Matt Farmer, 
yeah, yeah, the glass one. And he could send it down in his, in his, in his first year anyway as well. He was decent and uh, disappointed him. And, and if, he, if he, he could see you coming as well, he wasn't he afraid to dig one in. He had a good bouncer on him. And Liam come down the track to him and uh, pulled him off the front foot for, for like one bounce fours and that. So played, uh, played some real, real good hands. I think if he'd, if he'd have lived a bit more, a bit more centrally, I know speaking to my brother, he probably had them in about, round about the sort of 17s and 18s and that. If, if he didn't live quite so far away, he'd, he'd have been one, I think, under the right tutelage. Could have really had a, had a real big future in the game in general. Yeah, I um, I actually played against him last year in a Murgatroyd game. I was playing for Strathy and he was playing for Dice. And I was bowling at him and I thought, guy's, guy's a decent player. Like I didn't, I didn't know who he was. And I actually assumed he was one of their overseas just because the way he kind of played. Right, yeah. And then um, after the game, I, I, I had a quick word with him, and it was, and I realised that it was Liam Ferguson who had played at Huntley, and I thought, geez, oh yeah, he, he impressed me that day. Yeah, it was twenty twenty. He hit a lot in the air, but he's going back, going back. I think a lot of those guys have gone back to Huntley. They've been Jack Mitchell, and there was a Callum Howard back. And I think Liam as well. Team they were going to play for them this year, and they were coming back into the union, so. Um, It'd be a force, a force director in the next couple of years, I would think. Yeah, definitely. Go back into the Premier or you have to start down at the bottom? One below, Hog. Ah, right. Oh. Yeah, that, they all have a good side with all those players in there. Definitely. Oh, definitely. So, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd definitely have Liam Ferguson at 3P. And then, would you have somebody in between Ferguson and Jameson? Who was you there for number four? I did, yes. I had uh, one of the guys you um, mentioned before on your podcast. I have been listening to Mr. Uh, James Musgrave from Aberdeenshire. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. He is the absolute um, killer of Migo. I think every time we've got, gone up to Manfield, he's scored a ton against us. Um, obviously, a real good looking bat when he's, when he's in full flow, you know what I mean? Um, very much in the sort of yeah. kind of Grant Jameson, he's just, he just hitting it straight, straight back over your head. And you look back at the stats as well, he's probably. Probably scored more tons than anyone, I think, in the last 10 years in that league. And another guy who went up to the first team and either couldn't quite cut it or didn't, didn't quite want it. I don't know how it, how it couldn't work out for him up there, you know? Yeah, he's a, a strange one, Muzzy. He, yeah, he's a bit like Jameson, a bit like Anderson. Could probably and should probably be playing national cricket in the first team, but for whatever reason, plays in the, the Manifield 11. But yeah, yeah, he, he is a good batter and when he gets going, he's he's destructive. Um, Arbroath will know all about how destructive Musgrave can be, eh, Hoggy? <laughs> I wasn't there, mate, but I've heard, I've heard all about it. Is that right? I had to get Kev Robin with the old plaster job for uh, one of the walls in the changing room, Pete. Don't know if you've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a close game and they were... Uh, Singing and dancing in the changing room and uh, put his fist through the wall. <laughs> I'd heard Jeez. a different story, Hoggy. I heard that he just leant against the wall and it was a weak wall and his hand just went through it. It was nothing. There was no malice <laughs> intended. Um, so yeah, I like I like Musgrave at four. And then can we have Jameson at five, Pete? Any any issues with that? That was the way I had it set out in my my top five anyway. Yep, I'll give a mention to other folk and you can do the same. Obviously, I would have. Uh, Pete Drummond in my team, but we've decided we'll we'll keep you out and keep your modesty, mate. But you're definitely would be in a, a top order of the union in the last ten years, winning the batting prize on a few occasions. Um, 2010, Drummo, that was a that was a serious year for yourself. Have you got the stats written down, or you just know them off the top of your head? 
I've got I've got, got them uh, painted on the wall in the playroom here. Come in here every now and again. I didn't know I was on for the record. I'd have to look it back. And uh, typical last game of the season, I think I just had a had a sort of go and got out. So I think you know, I mean, I didn't I didn't know the previous record. I didn't know hundred percent how many runs I'd scored. To be honest, you know what I mean. Um, just knew that it'd been been a decent season. Flashback to Graham Quinn at the other end. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It was more like uh, pressure. He's on. Let's get let's get out of here. One one way or the other. Okay, though, back to your eleven, uh, Pete. Who's uh, I suppose kind of mid order back looking at now. Uh-huh. Um, well, to be fair, it became a bit awkward. I see, I know you had the, I was listening to your uh, Cricket Scotland 11 today, and you had the problems kind of sorting it out from there. Once you get down this far, who's a, who's an all-rounder, who's a wicketkeeper, who's a, who's a bowler? So I've gone with my all-rounder at number six, uh, who'll bat there, give it a bit of tap, and will open the bowling as well, Freddie Flintoff. Uh, and I've gone for Majid Rashid. That was that was my pick there. Very difficult to be there between him and his bro, who hits an absolutely massive ball. Um, but Majid, I've gone as an as an opening bowler, and he's Majid is probably just a wee bit a wee bit sharper, a wee bit a wee bit sleeker as a bowler uh, in there. And there's there's no they're they're kind of different batsmen, although Majid can give it a tap as well. Eh? But what did he? If you want to go stats wise, what did he get? Forty wickets or something last year. It's it's, uh, it's an awfully bucket full of wickets. Even bowling on the old uh, Almos. Yeah, forty wickets at seven point six. Pete. That that's testament to I would say how your Cali Highlanders can work for someone. If you see his stats up until the last two or three years, you could tell there was a bowler in there. You know what I mean? But once he once he's got had that involvement, it's, it's really brought his game on. I would say just t- taking the game a bit more seriously as well. I think Craig Wallace bowling coaching. Yeah. Give him that, that wee carrot. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we were. Uh, I, I would have him in there. We were delighted to uh, acquire the services of him and his brother over the winter. There, they've they've slotted in well. Been been uh, real good guys coming along to training and whatnot. Been good good for the club. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would. Yeah. Majid Rashid's definitely my team. Um, how how uh, difficult was it to twist his arm, Pete? Was the National League cricket enough for him to want to come and join, or did you have to entice him? Uh, yeah, I think that was. I think that was it. I think I suppose stemming from your from your Cali thing as well. You know, the, obviously, I would imagine encouraged to play as high a level as they could. They've been at excuse me high school for uh, maybe four, five, six years now, and uh, probably thought that they'd gone as far as they could there. You know what I mean? Um, probably as yourself and, and myself did when we were, when we were younger and, and decided to challenge up. Um, well, they, they were at Miguel when they first came over. The mighty Arun Trevedi, um brought them along when they were. I'm not sure if they were just had just come to the country or just come to the area. Uh, to be fair, they were very young and uh, obviously coming out of Dundee every week at that age, and then had their, their work in that. Didn't they didn't really hang about for too long and, and found their home at Dundee High School. Um, so they obviously knew a bit about us. They knew, knew us from playing us and that as well. And I think they probably thought. It's a place where we can get a game every week as well. You know, it's it's not easy to go and break into the first treble winning team. I would um, and our growth as well are, are, are quite strong. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, they put their put their put their eggs in our basket, and they've they've come up come over with us. So, really, really looking forward to seeing them perform at Victory Park. Yep, definitely. Hog, have you seen much of uh, Majid Rashid at all, mate? 
I actually haven't. I've not seen him, not seen him or his brother. I've heard a lot about them. Heard they both hit big balls and uh, and Madge bowls nice little seamers. But I've uh, I've not I've not played against them or seen them. So right. hard to comment. But they're uh, yeah. they're always mentioned in the in the paper and that. So they must be doing something right. Yeah, it's good. Right. It's good that they've uh, that they've gone to Migo because obviously seem pretty keen in it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, doing it. For the right reasons, you know what I mean. So be good. Aye. Who were they hitting for six? What's the name of the What's the name of the little small opening bowler? Eggy bowls. Did you bowl left armers over to bowling for Meagle? Curly hair. Charles Clark. <laughs> That's it. Charles, Charles Clark. <laughs> Fuck me. He nibbles it about, doesn't he? Remember that twenty twenty game we played last year, Pete? You should have beat Arbroath uh, yeah. that day. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Giles Clark was bloody nipping him about all over the place. I know he fell over first ball. We'd have got stopped <laughs> if the keeper was sharp enough. Uh, he said, "What are you even playing that game?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, somewhere. <laughs> you might not stay along. stayed out there too long. You no, probably forget. Not in the twenty twenty. No, it's 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 not really picking much up because he's still there, Drummle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so where were we? Sorry, Liam. Uh, I basically just. Um, we'd, we'd got Rashid at six and then I was asking Drummo if he'd pick the keeper and who, who he would be picking if I picked the keeper I had I went a wee bit a wee bit left field with the keeper to be fair um, also being a keeper I'd probably want to pick the best keeper um, that's there even though I know from listening to your podcast that uh, Hoggies thinks any old codger can stick the gloves on and keep wicket nowadays by the sound of things so I have gone with <laughs> Adam Ferguson from Falkland. Adam Ferguson behind the stumps from Falkland. They've only played the last two years in the union, um, but he he's you probably going by and you don't see that many great wicket keepers, or you'll see them on the way up, like uh, Callum Garden, um, some guys like that. Do you know what I mean? But um, the, the other ones are your, your kind of stalwarts. You've got Shy obviously up at. Uh, Man of field as well, who's who's a very decent keeper and a and a, and a pretty solid bat as well, and then uh, Matty Simpson as well as a as a cracking keeper and batter as well at Strathmore had a couple of good seasons I would say in the middle probably of the of the decade and then through work unfortunately he's not not played as much as he would have liked and Strathy would have liked I'm sure. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, uh, Pete. Definitely, I I actually had Matty in as a bat, but. Um, I couldn't really argue with that top six, but I haven't seen him play last season up close. Like one of these guys that probably isn't aware of how good he can be or could be. Yeah. He's got a, he's he makes like on some of the decks where where we're all more or less single figures. He's the one that pulls you out and gets fifty odd and looks like he could score another hundred. <laughs> um, he's a proper player, so hopefully, if work allows, he might play a bit more in the next few years. But yeah, I think. Um, the lad Ferguson, you, you you couldn't really complain with uh, him being your your keeper in the Strathmore eleven. What about uh, what about the man behind the sticks at Old Strathmore? Who are you talking about, Birdie? Talking about the man. <laughs> Is he not a class keeper? In my opinion, standing up last season to just about anyone, he was he was he surprised me how good he was standing up. Um, but um, I don't know I don't know what your opinion will be on him, Peter. How would he compare age wise to you? Be a wee bit older than you, but um, what's your thoughts on him as a keeper growing up? Well, to be fair, he had uh, Jimmy Ellis was really the keeper was who was ages with me. Jimmy was a, a class keeper, top class keeper. Um, yeah. Another guy who is obviously sort of multi talented. Across the sports as well, played played pretty decent level of football as well, and was a good mm-hmm. bat. Jimmy could have 
Jimmy could have kicked on definitely, and he would have he would have kept Mike out as a keeper probably no problem. Uh, but Billy was Billy was all right, but obviously if he missed one, you know, I mean he couldn't quite deal with that as well. You know, I mean you've got the, you, that that's the thing you've just got to put it out of your mind if you miss a chance or or miss a bye, then it's, it would be uh, preying on his mind a wee bit. But he could certainly he probably talked more people out than he got out with his hands. I would imagine. Yeah, certainly uh, an aggressive type person behind the stumps. But now, someone who actually, since I went back there last year, has been he's been really good actually. So uh, we don't have too many bad words to say about Mike. Um, do you know uh, Peter running name past you as an all rounder? It's the lad up at uh, Gordonian Swapnell Ranny who bowls spinners and has scored quite a lot of runs. And if you look at the stats, he's up there every year. Um, is that is he a name that you consider? Swapnell Ranny is. And my team as my spinner, yes. Ah, good. Where's he? Where's he featuring? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's batting next, number eight. And um, yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's quality. Doesn't he bowls? He, he can mix it up. He bowls mainly quite sort of quicker spin with the sort of with the slope at Gordonians. Uh, comes comes down at you. Can yeah. surprise you if it grips in that slope and come that back down at you. But another very intelligent yeah. cricketer, and he, he can bat as well. He's a he could be a proper bat. He could bat anywhere and a wee bit higher if required. Yeah. I was looking at the stats, expecting him to have won the bowling prize a few times, but he actually won the batting prize more often. So, yeah. Swap no Rani's definitely in my team as, as an eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's your bowler then? Gordonians was the cracking ground. I don't, where's the slope at Gordonians? Do they not play at Count as well as Plainfield? Yeah, yeah. On the on the square, there's a, there's a, bit, there's a bit of a slope. I mean, obviously, the outfield it all slopes away from the pavilion. But on the square, there's a there's a slight slope, especially the further down the wickets you get. Yeah, it's, it's much improved. I mean, that, that place is. Yeah, I thought that was quite a nice ground. That coming on really well. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say another uh, Gordonians player who's got to be in this team because he's the only person to have scored a double hundred in the last ten years, and it was against Strathelium. Right. M M O'Dyer. Yeah, this is this is the problem with stats, Matthew. He, he was in yeah, he was overseas. He was in New Zealand. That. Yeah, I see over double hundred. He scored, he scored three hundred and seventy runs right in the season, and one of those was two hundred not out <laughs> against Strathy. <laughs> Barely looked like me. He obviously loved Strathy because he took a fifer against him as well. Handy. Um, who's your bowlers then, Pete? Who else have you got making up the kind of nine, ten, eleven area? Right. Well, I've got Majid opening the bowling. Swap knows my spinner, so I've got another opening bowler and then two swing bowlers because you, you need you need lots of swing bowlers in the Strathmore Union. Okay. Even though Matthew doesn't doesn't like them, <laughs> only likes the pure players. <laughs> if your keeper's up to the stumps, they're not a bowler. My next bowler. <laughs> the next next bowler uh, I've got for is from Miguel. Miguel name. So I say uh, I went with Alan Neve, young guy came along to us from Cooper Angus. Yeah, great. Big and, uh, just just go from strength to strength. He's one of those guys. All always the guy after it. The, the opposition guys are like, this boy's going to be a player. You know what I mean? He's got just a, a great action, great attitude, and uh, he's he's got himself a bit fatter, a bit stronger as well now, and he's 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 getting it getting a wee bit quicker. So he's uh, he's definitely going to be a big player for Miguel hopefully in the next five to ten years. I said that to Liam actually, Pete. After that game at Arbroath last year, I said, I asked Liam, like, who's that boy, Neve? Because he's he's a serious player. He's a good athlete as well. Like, moves well on the field. 
as you say, he's got a nice action, nice run up. Um, yeah, he's definitely one to look out for. Like someone like him, if he got into the Highlanders setup, he would he would definitely improve because there's so much to work with there. How how old is he, Pete? Um, he'll only be twenty two, I think. Uh, still, a, still a young boy. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the Highlanders have have asked him along and that, and he's I don't know. He's just been a bit. But I don't think he he enjoyed his time with the Highlanders when he was a, a youngster. He thought he was fairly harshly dealt with, so I don't know if he's still holding a, a few grudges or that, or, or he's finding, or, or he's just quite happy where he is at the moment, and it and it and it might it might come, you know what I mean? Um, but Aye. definitely happy. happy in there. He's got he's got the stats as well to back it up. Sometimes he he can be one of those guys, bowl a real nice spell, and end up with one for twenty. Do you know what I mean? But he's he's yeah. uh, he's he's definitely more a bit more attacking bowler now. Just like everything else, bit of experience, knows what he's doing, knows how to set up the six balls, and I definitely have him in. Pete, they're the they're the best type of bowlers. Ones that they'll bowl you ten <laughs> overs or nine overs for 15, 20 runs. Not your Liam Sweeney's that'll get you four for seventy nine off six overs. I all caught Alan Neve all day control. <laughs> Who's your other two then, uh, Pete? I've got Alan Neve as well. He's, uh, yeah, exactly the same as what you said. Perfect. So I've went for two swing bowlers at the end there. The number 10 is Ivor Patterson from Duket. Pete, I can't believe it. I've got, he's in my 10 as well. Um, always up there near the top of the averages. Yeah. One of those. Love is a chirp as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely not pleasant at times to play against because he's he's so competitive. But he's he's actually a decent lad off off the field, you know what I mean? Um, but he's just he, he has got that once he's over the white line, that's it. You're uh, game for game for anything, to be fair. And he he can cross over a wee bit a wee bit too far, eh? But but uh, as far as bowling wise, he just bowls these massive induckers, you know what I mean? And I I actually hate it when we've got a new guy in our team and we're playing Ducat, and you're just like just watch he bowls massive, and everybody goes, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Guarantee they're getting bowled regardless. More than likely, shoulder and arms, the one that's pitched the foot outside <laughs> off them. Was it not him and uh, the lad Boyd when they were together in the Perth team? I bet they were a nightmare. Few together for a while. Uh, guy as well, Paul Tramontanis, cracking bat, Aussie guy. Yeah, yes. bad number. Just wanted to fight you. Everybody. They're usually went for no reason. Like, I don't mind a bit of aggro when there's someone at stake or someone's kicked it off, but um, sometimes they just. <laughs> Just stem from very little, very little. But uh, yeah, yeah. So they had all good players. That's the thing, you know what I mean. So becomes becomes a bit tricky there. Who's uh, who's uh, legs eleven? Because if you've got the same, we've pretty much picked the identical eleven. I guarantee you don't have them. I doubt it. I've I've, oh. I've pulled I've pulled out my joker and I've just gone in there and I've just <laughs> gone back to big mate. I've just went with personal at number eleven. Oh, Ian Stewart's made it in Ian Stewart has made it in if he doesn't make it in this team he'll never make it in any team with me picking <laughs> <laughs> but uh, very <laughs> underrated um, you guys have played against him as a as a young guy when he was a young guy you know what I mean a, a long time ago very hyper enthusiastic but um, he's he's got the stats to, he's very much along the lines of Ivor Everybody sees it and goes, what is that he's bowling? And then three three for 25 later, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. He's got the fastest run-up in history. And the biggest leap, yeah. biggest leap you will ever see. You will ever see. <laughs> Run through a back wall for you as well, you know what I mean? He was at Arbroath for a couple of years, I think, when I was, when I was younger. 
Yeah, yeah. He went. He left me. Go. He went to. I think he did go kind of sort of chasing a, a higher level. He went to high school. I think three years when they were up the league, and and he went to Arbroath, and then he was in the West along. At, um, he was a development officer there for a while. Um, so he, he played at Ardinston for a while. Been about a bit. But he is a good bowler. He is a good bowler. We would you put Quino in there, uh, Peter? Did you? Did you? Did you think he was uh, over the hill for your eleven? I would put Quino there if he didn't have a game the next. He would not over the hill, but he would, he would break down. Uh, he, he can't have played that much in, although like he's got some ridiculous figures. Has he not got a seven for four or something like that, Matt, in the, a couple of years ago? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, some, some ridiculous stat. Um, he's, he's one of those boys as well, though, kind of like, he'd come in the staff unit, he'd, he'd bowl, bowl you sort of eight inches outside off stump, pitching, nipping away, and the guy would just miss six of them, you know? Perfect. No, Perzel, that's a great shout. Does he still does he still hold his breath when he runs in? <laughs> I'm not too sure. I've never really, never really looked. I remember playing a game with him at uh, Comrie. Did you ever play them in the Village Cup? No, they haven't, they haven't had a while. I think they're more a sort of a, what am I trying to say, sort of a hoity-toity side, you know, they kind of put together an MCC Yeah, side. That's, a, that's a great way of putting it. Hoity-toity. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now you're right. It is like that. But I remember playing a game with Persil, and I remember being at mid on, just watching him puff his cheeks out and not take a breath from the start of his run up to when he delivered the ball. (laughs) So funny, man. Great guy, Persil. I had Quino. I had Quino as my legs, but I probably, like you say, uh, Dromo, if he had to play within the next uh, calendar month, he'd be struggling. <laughs> as long as it was a one-off game, you could have him. You could have him. Yeah. Bowler-wise, <laughs> I would say, unlucky, unlucky. A guy, uh, well, Jamie King played a fair bit in the Union for the last 10 years uh, for Huntley and a wee bit for Stonywood. He's, he's turned into a, a serious bowler, decent bowler. And the guy, Chris Forbes as well, who was that? Gordon Ends, you I don't think you guys would have played much against him. Big tall, strong boy. Uh used to send it down. He was decent. Does he still no play for Gordon Ends? Both boys into Hoggy. No, he's he's gave up. He's got a young family <laughs> and I think he's not playing much. Uh, I was I was gonna get um Mark Fleming in there. The early Fleebs is the yeah. early two thousand and tens. Fleebs he, he took a six for eleven one one game. Aye, definitely. Bowling uh, wee nibblers. Another guy you don't you don't, you don't see the danger. You know, the Southern Union's full of those guys, full of those guys that just come in. We, we bit of movement on a, on a dodgy death, and you're, you're in. Aye. Guarantee one thing: he's definitely had a rain card the night before. Oh, Fleebser. <laughs> dragged out the station bar straight to the cricket ground. I've actually, uh, the, the same season that Fleebsy, 2010, actually, Mike Lowe was one of the top bowlers. Got to get him in there. Yeah, yeah, could talk like he was a bit more bits and pieces. He would. I think his his best days were behind him, weren't they? He was probably better in the mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. I like that eleven drum. Um, uh, uh, Pete, that's a strong eleven. Um, just out of interest, mate. Who would you? Where would you be taking them for the best tees in the union? Ooh. I mean, uh, your your both is obviously obviously right up there. Must be said. Yeah, Meagles have been very decent. Very decent the last week. Well, to be fair, we've got a good, we've got a good squad of tea ladies now, mm. um, who are who are producing goods. Oh yes, oh yes, definitely up to game there. So yeah, for, for an away game, if it wasn't Victory Park, it'd probably be, probably be our growth. Yeah, 
Nah, no complaints. And what about for a post-match pint? Ooh. Where are you going for a post-match pint? Doing the ferry. Doing the ferry. Definitely. Quality. Try and go uh, red stripe for red stripe with Bryce Robertson. <laughs> You're going to struggle for that. That's for sure. <laughs> That's us. Especially considering he'd probably start at about half 11 in the morning. A few, few uh, stories to ask you about uh, before we close up, uh, Pete. Um, ever lost lost the rag in uh, a game, especially whilst keeping? Yeah, Any that you'd like to recall? Several. Several, I would say. Um, more, probably, well, one of the, the most memorable ones was in, in 98, 1998, we got Hudney won the Union in 18 years, and we were playing against Brechin. And for some reason, we were struggling. We were struggling. Things weren't going our way. And uh, De- Dennis was born. Brother was giving me... Couldn't get a wicket any place. And I was like, Dennis, pitch it up, pitch it up. And he come in and bowled us. Another filthy half-tracker. And the guys cut it at backward point. And I thought, oh, it's gone for four as well. Head, heads just went down now. Oh, that's gone for four. Unbeknown to me, Neil Kirk is fielding at point. He's managed to swoop <laughs> round, pick the ball up. And it's chucked it in. And I've still got my head down, eh? That's, that's another four gone. And this ball just smashed me right in the lug. And for some reason, me, me and my brother weren't getting on during that game. And I thought it was him. I've just hit the deck, got back up, and was just raging, looking, looking for retribution. And uh, I thought Gordy was about mid-on or something like that. And I was like, oh, poor he was he, he, Shot it a wee bit. He was like, "What the hell's going on?" I was like, "Sorry, sorry." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, has been known right enough. Has been known. So, that was the exact story that we're hoping. Right there, you go. There's that one as well. I've lost, I've, I've, uh, I've lost a few helmets at Tom McCraig. It must be said. It's been the death of a couple. They've been kicked, kicked off walls and smashed into the ground. It's one the only time I ever. It was just having a bad day. It started off at. Um, only time I ever walked for an LBW like uh, a man's dad came in bold half tracker gone back went to pull it and the ball has literally rolled along the ground and hit me in front of all three just walked <laughs> off that's it <clears throat> toys out bat went the distance helmet went the distance absolute toys out the pram so it was <laughs> it was in the second half another ball standing up the ball's just stayed low again and it's got you in that bit that's just missed the top of the pad when your wicket keeping hit oh. right into the knee. That was it. Helmet was gone again into the ground. Bits flying everywhere. Yeah, any bad ones whilst keeping injury wise? How's your fingers looking? Are they pointing every which direction? Fingers are a bit of a uh, bit of disrepair, but yeah, I'm worried. I'm, I'm I've got a few few pre-helmet problems from wicket keeping as well. Right enough, took a few in the a few in the snores. And a few, a few few teeth in that, but no fingers are they're not very well shaping. But you get a, you're, you're always uh, always getting a few few bad ones there. And uh, I've been told to ask: Was it your idea that um, on a way duty were forced that you stayed over in Glasgow and air? How did you get on down there? Air, air. I had a couple of crackers in air late enough as well. I think I know I was captain. Yeah, for some reason we ended up playing. Um, we were playing Renfrew on the Sunday after. Air away, air away, air or Presswick away on Saturday anyway, and we were staying in air, and uh, that was it. Sco- uh, I think Renfrew, Renfrew was in the league, it wasn't the Scottish Cup. It got it got carried over to Sunday because they couldn't play on a Saturday for some reason, and uh, 
Ryan was Ryan was at my luck. I must have been going for a promotion or something like that. Really need to really need to win this game. Need to keep a hold of the boys. Aye, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in there. We'll just we'll go out for a pint. Aye, okay, okay. We'll go out for a pint, and then <laughs> and then we went through the doors of this pub. It didn't look like nothing when we were on the outside. We went in and doof, just walked into this big massive nightclub thing. It's like, all right, okay. All the young boys, well, especially to be fair, was like the dog who tells he's ah, come on. I was like, I'm just as we're sensible. As long as we're sensible, we'll have a couple of drinks. You know what I mean? Well, woke up the next morning, an absolute shambles. Few of us were down for breakfast. Yeah, that's okay. And then uh, it was actually International Bowls Week or whatever it is in here, and the place was just rad. It was like a bingo hall. Eh? It was just full of these old fogies down at down at the breakfast bar, and then. Whatever time they came down, down comes old LJ Umir. I'm trying to think who else would have been with him. Maybe Sammy T and uh, Absolute <laughs> Shambles. We thankfully, we thankfully managed to beat Renfrew. I do remember that. Boys did manage to pull it out of the bag on the Sunday right enough because that would have been it all. Yeah, yeah, Rhino wasn't too chuffed at the time right enough. Augie, <laughs> <laughs> you got anything uh, you want to bring up, mate? No, that's been quality. Yeah. Thanks very much, Drummy. It's no, got everything got covered there. Like, what, um, what, what are your plans for the rest of the, the season, Drummy? Like, are you hoping to get some 2020s in? Me and Liam were maybe saying that, like, a, set up a 2020 league for six weeks. Meagle, Forth, Strathy, Arbroath, get um, as many teams who want to play in it as possible, get a little mini tournament going or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just difficult. You're totally led by Cricket Scotland, I suppose, who are led by the government, right enough, yeah. uh, as and when. And I think if, if it gets green-lighted to go ahead for cricket, they'll be, you know, I mean, you boys will be falling over themselves to play, I would imagine. So there'll be there'll be ways and means to get in as much cricket as we can. Uh, I just Everything just seems to be moving so slowly from what you're allowed to do training-wise to training you know what I mean two at a time and you think we've not even started that yet so I know it's it's the pace that all that's moving at you know I, I, I just I've forever remain uh, optimistic about it and hope that there's there's something we can do you can even we can obviously go and play as, as late as late as practical but um, and it's outdoor you know what I mean I, I don't yeah. I don't see massive massive issues with it in some ways but you're just going to have to follow the the, the guidelines I'm afraid yeah. could you just have a does Meagle still do the six aside tournament uh, we'll have a just have an internal six asides uh, you know what I mean yeah. uh, I think that was the last time I played there it must have been the sixes right that was that was uh, the keeper actually was uh, Birdie he was in my team we were like a mixture it was, I think it was me Birdie uh, Burno a few old, other older boys I must have been about 16 or something. You probably went round the park. But, uh, I actually won, I think. I actually won. I, yeah. I can't remember. I just remember, to be honest, the only thing I remember is it was at Meagle. It was a six-a-side tournament and I played in the same team as Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> can't remember much else. would be memorable, That's a lot of boxes ticked off. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know if it used to be a union six-a-sides in Meagle. Oh, in the late 80s, early 90s. But then, I don't know if they tried to then, as you say, resurrect it for a year or something like that. Maybe maybe that's when you played in it, you know? Yeah, it must have, it must have been then. It must have been mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah. So Just just before you go, Pete, we probably haven't touched on it and just to get your opinion on it, but um, what about what about your brother? And like, in all seriousness, um, 
and what he went on to achieve uh, going down the road. What, what's your what's your kind of opinion on Gordon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, couldn't be prouder of him, obviously. But uh, he, it's, 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 a, it's a hard road he took, right enough, because well, he left he left home when he was seventeen. He was in he was in at, uh, college, Telford College, doing at that, Telford, yeah. doing his uh, sort of sports coaching there, like real introduction, and then he managed to get into Napier and do that as well. Um, and then we both kind of left Meagle the same same year. He, he travelled back a, a couple of years from from Edinburgh um, to to play for Meagle, but uh, after that, then joined Watsonian. So yeah, he, he done it hard. He didn't then. I think that the introduction of that they've done that uh, like a, a regional thing, and then they put an under twenty three team with a couple of older guys, and he was just sort of on that bit. He was sort of twenty three, twenty four. And he got a couple, yeah. a couple of games at that under Craig Wright, who was a coach, and I think managed to managed to get himself noticed a wee bit there. Obviously, done a job. It's one of those boys. I always thought he was a better batter than a bowler. You know what I mean? I don't know what he was like age group wise with you guys, but uh, he was he was underrated, probably underrated himself a wee bit as a batter. Eh? That would be it. Best best Gordy Drummond story for Scotland was um, we went down. I'm not sure if you were playing the game hockey down at Lancashire and they played Derby the day before and then played Lancashire on the way up and anyway going down and for some reason I think Grimmy uh, Anderson and Flintoff were coming back from injury they were they were playing for Lancashire and Flintoff was just playing just playing as a batter and uh, that's fine so Scotland scored 108 or something not very many and uh but they, they, they put on a, d- a decent partnership and they couldn't get them out at the end. So Flintoff obviously thought, I'll have a couple of overs at the end, just try and get myself back to fitness. So he came in, came, Gordy was batting the end. He came in the bowl, his first ball at Gordy, and he just looped up a full ball and Gordy just went and smoked him back over his head before. And I'm in, 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 the, in the crowd, me, my old man, my wife and my mum. And my wife and my mum were up shouting, screaming, going, yeah, yeah. Oh, and me and my old man were like, oh, no. <laughs> he's done and that's why it was just that's what I'm saying God he knew what was coming Flint off knew what was coming we knew what was coming eh? and he, he to his credit he tried to hook him but he didn't get <laughs> uh, within the same week as I did uh, that was an absolute cracker right enough. Yeah, that good fun they won that game actually. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, they did win that game, yeah. It would have been like two thousand and eight or something, wasn't it? Two thousand yeah, Ed Cowan was overseas. Ed Cowan scored scored a few at the top, yeah, that's right. Aye. That's you know what, that sums up Drummond, like he's never took a backward step. And it, like we were talking about this as well, Liam. The that period when Drummond was mm-hmm. captain and that Scotland team, they were trying to be fearless like yeah. the team that there is now. But it was just probably just the just how they went about it wasn't the right way, but the the idea and the ethos of the team was very similar. You know what I mean? It was all about like not taking a backward step and sort of going at the opposition. And and Drummo was at the front of that. You know, he probably got the ball rolling on it. To be fair, I think as well if you're if if there's an example set from anyone coming from the union to see what can be achieved with just a little bit of commitment and hard work and. And obviously genuine talent as well, but um, yeah, he is uh, he's right up there um, for someone who's maximised his uh, his talent with with determination and hard work. I think definitely right. an example for others to follow. I don't know if you listened to the Scotland podcast, did you, Drummy? Uh, the Scotland Eleven. 
Yeah. Yes, I did today actually. Yes. Aye, and his and his one day record as captain. He's only one of two to have a a winning record as the captain. Uh, over fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. that must. Uh, it would be mainly ICC tournaments then, was it? Or, exactly. Exactly, uh, but. I against the top ICC teams as well. I mean, against the top associates. Yeah. So no, he, yeah, he done he done well in a tough time. Like. Yeah, exactly. Kind of kind of took over when everybody retired. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like okay, there you go. Mate, it's such a funny story about Drummond. I can't tell it, but just how he got the nickname Toby. But it needs to be told. We need to get we need to get him on to tell it, or Gaff Hamilton. But it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> ideal. Unless nah, there's anything perfect. else you want to put out there, Pete? Uh, not really. Um, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. It's very good. It's getting better, better every time. I would say that the last one was that, that was the most enjoyable. The, the cricket Scotland one, I would say. Listen to that was uh, was a real good. It's created debate, man. That's the one thing we were wanting to do. This was to get folk actually talking about cricket in Scotland and getting folk opinion, put their opinions out there. Nothing else going on. I can't believe he didn't put Hoffman in. He was oh, well, yeah, he was one of them. Yeah, he was the best bowler I've faced. Bro, right. sort of most difficult, most difficult bowler. Like literally, would not. Yeah, one bad ball. Skillful bowler. Yeah, yeah. Coming down that hill at Uddingston as well, you always just felt you were on the back. Yeah, yeah. There was a few. To be fair, there's been a few folk shouting for him now. What I think it's a great ground. Yeah, has there? W Lockhart was one of them. He's like, can't believe Hoffman didn't make it in of that era. Aye, well, I did say, I did say, you had James Brinkley. Cause oh, he, that story's unreal. Not James. Oh, that's fucking the ball off and hit it. I think I there. That was, did you know, and, and obviously, uh, did James Brinkley ever get out Philip the That is the That is the big question. Oh. <laughs> can't believe you've not got Milton in your 11, mate. Well. <laughs> Norman Milton, get away from there. <laughs>